Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. Hey, what's up, Progressive Overload family? Welcome back to the table. It is good to see you again for another week. I am joined here today by our good friends, Joe. What's up? And Adam. Hey. And today we actually have an extra guest joining us at the table, our first ever guest episode. We're so excited to have Mr. Tyson Burwell. Hey, what's up, dude? Thank you for having me. Dude, listen to that voice. I'm telling you what. It is a beautiful voice. I'm telling you. Your the voice is already. as beautiful as he is. The ratings are going through the roof. Oh, I know. For those of you who can see through your speakers, Tyson is just a radiating stature. Of I posted a picture of him without a shirt on on our social media. So that I mean, we're gonna get our, our female that, our female audience interactions went up? is gonna be spiking. That's, I want y'all to know that's why the interactions went up. Yeah, it's very difficult being this good looking. It's a lot of pressure, guys. <laughs> Y'all aren't helping it out either. Sweet, sweet. Well, Tyson, we appreciate you joining us here at the table. Uh, Like I said before we hit record, this is probably one of the episodes I've been most excited about just to get a glimpse into your world because I find it so interesting, but I know nothing of it. And so uh, looking forward to it. So Tyson, why don't you just give us a little bit of introduction, who who you are, what you do. Man. Okay. So my name is Tyson Burwell, a.k.a. the Kaioken Kid. And everybody's going to ask, where does that come from? And um, it actually comes from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> There's a, uh, a technique. It's, a, it's called the Kaioken, and it's where uh, Goku powers up and his um, power level jumps up tenfold. Man. And then I just put kid at the end of it just because it, it sounded better. Oh, yeah. Better, that's so you know? cool. There you go. So, I love it. But uh, I'm a mixed martial arts fighter, a Muay Thai fighter, jiu-jitsu practitioner. Um, spend most of my time nowadays uh, being a coach as far as that world goes. Mm-hmm. And then I also work at the hospital as a certified occupational therapy assistant. And Tai Chi master. And Tai, tai Chi, chi master. We've talked about Tai, tai chi, chi a couple times in this epi- or in this uh, podcast. Yes, and, we uh, have. Tyson is the man that takes us through those forms. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. So what kind of uh, what kind of fighting do you currently do the most? Um, right now, I would say I primarily focus on my Muay Thai, which is a form of kickboxing. Okay. Um, it comes out of uh, Thailand, actually. Yeah. And oh, sick. So so it's it's kickboxing mixed with elbows and knees okay and then there's also a little bit of clinching involved and that's where you grab the back of the head and pull people into your knees pull people into your elbows okay um but uh i'm really hoping my next fight's mixed martial arts and i can really start focusing more on my brazilian jiu-jitsu and that yeah. kind of thing again yeah and you're about to go to thailand aren't you that's the idea yeah yeah we're planning on going up in june um it keeps kind of getting moved back because the world keeps falling apart <laughs> yeah <laughs> the ukraine thing and then tornadoes my fires house getting hit by a tornado yeah. right yeah it's been crazy man that's that's wild so you know you ramble off a lot of different forms of those martial arts there so yes, how sir. long have you been invested in in number one martial arts in general okay. and number two fighting specifically well so i guess my first introduction to martial arts ever was when i was five with uh, american karate underneath uh, bob nuttle but i don't even really count it i was so little and uh, okay uh, i transitioned to baseball pretty shortly after that yeah. so i mean i really don't even count that as as part of my background mm. um but after that, it, it actually just kind of came from um, when I was when I was 16 or 17. I actually started uh, doing kickboxing, and then that transpired okay. into jujitsu okay. and stuff. Um, but I guess I guess I, my first official fight was in 2019. But I did okay. have a couple jujitsu tournaments before that, and um, 
a one smoker fight as well. Yeah. Okay. What is a smoker fight for those that do not know what that is? Right. So a smoker fight is a unsanctioned bout. So uh. it's um, basically where two gyms kind of come together, or multiple gyms, doesn't have to be two, but uh, and they all bring their fighters. And it's a place where um, beginner fighters can kind of can actually start to fight yeah. um, without the pressure of judging and no records or okay. anything like that. And it's also using the big 16-ounce gloves and the uh, shin pads as well. So oh, it's a yeah. little bit safer. Yeah. Um, but it's a way for the fighters huh. to kind of get some experience with a crowd of, involved. Mm-hmm. I see. I awesome, see. awesome. I'm so glad that the answer wasn't, uh, you know, I've been fighting as long as, you know, back in high school at one time in the lunchroom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling there might be a one or two of those stories. Yeah. Dude. And I'd be interested to hear those stories later at some point. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that dude, that's awesome. That's awesome that you've had such a history with it. And, and you know, uh, I think we've talked a little bit about this somewhat before, just seeing the different cultures and all those mixed martial arts and yeah. being able to bring all those things together mm-hmm. uh, for for your fighting. Sure, you know? sure. Well, on top of that, you know, MMA, it actually started out with trying to find out what's the strongest form. It, sure. You know, oh, you, really? Yeah. yeah. If you look at the history of it, it was a tournament between all these martial arts. You had boxers, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu oh, yeah. guys, judo guys. Okay. And they were just trying to figure out, you know, there's been years and years of arguments of my martial arts the best, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, they wanted to find out and come to find out Brazilian jiu-jitsu won out for the most part yeah. uh, with uh, Hoist Gracie. Um, but now you have to know it all. Otherwise mm-hmm. you don't stand a chance. Absolutely. So it's, it's kind of turned into its own thing altogether. Yeah. So these people that are, that are, I, I'm not, I don't follow UFC very much, but the, the, the top performers, mm-hmm. would you say they are all pretty much masters of each individual art? More or, for the most part. You yeah. know, um, there's still, there are still niches though. For yeah. instance, um, I would say a, a large port, uh, part of them come from wrestling, you know, oh, yeah. high school wrestling, mm-hmm. tr- college wrestling. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, there's still guys that focus primarily on Brazilian jiu-jitsu or primarily karate. Yeah. yeah. Almost like a specialist in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So as far as the, the fighting aspect goes, what was it about fighting that really brought you in, oh, made man. it an interest? Um, I would have to say all the cartoons and stuff I would watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? that's, that's awesome. Sure, cartoons know. make you violent, right? Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, like apparently everything I watched, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, Power Rangers, you know, even video games. We were talking about video games earlier before we started recording, but, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, you know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. classics. It was part of my childhood. And, uh, well, there was that. And then I've never been afraid of fighting. Um, yeah. Yeah. We talk about high school stuff and I don't know. I, I think I'm a nice guy and all, but. I've never been one to back down from, from yeah. challenges and yeah. fights yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, okay. uh, so you, I want to get in a little bit about personally about who you are. And do you think the, the aspiration to become a fighter, do you think that um, came from any sort of event that happened to your life or maybe an insecurity or was there something that, that happened? Like I want, was it like a defense mechanism almost? In, in, a, in some ways. Yeah. You know, it's, Fighting is, if you ask every athlete, every fighter, you know, why they do it, you're going to get answers from, from all, yeah. all points of background. But I couldn't point to a specific time in my life where it's like I got bullied or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But um, really, I guess I guess just the love of the martial arts in general. Yeah, sure. You know? yeah. Was there ever a moment where it was just that everything clicks moment of, mm. oh, I can do this? No, I sucked. From the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like... 
for when I first started, man, it was it was brutal. Yeah, um, I want to dig into that just for a second because I feel like if I ever tried to do what you do, yeah. that would be my that response. That would be my response, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm terrible at this. Why in the world would I even want to try yeah. again? So dig, let's dig into that sure, just for a moment. Sure. Well, you know, like I said, I always liked I always liked fighting. Um, not like I said, not trying to be mean or anything, but um, but I remember thinking that I was good at one point. There was this ego that I had where it's like, yeah, you know, I can handle myself. I'm I'm a yeah. tough guy, right? <laughs> And yeah. then you go into your first jujitsu class and there's a 130 pound girl that takes your back and chokes you to sleep. <laughs> and you think one or two things either happens for people. Either they completely, their ego won't allow them to keep that. And they're like, I won't do this ever again. Or they become obsessed with it. Oh, did I jack it up? No, yeah, you're good. good. You're good. Right. Proceed. I uh, said, or they, they either become obsessed with it. And I was definitely that kid. It's like, I can't yeah. ever let that happen to me again. And, oh uh, yeah, so, so see that. there was definitely that. And then there was also one. I guess going back to the event thing, um, I went over to my buddy's house um, in Oklahoma, and uh, I have this. He's been my best friend for so long. Um, sure. the, the two brothers, Calvin and Caleb, and I was over at their house, and we had this little uh, backyard scrapyard kind of thing going on. <laughs> and uh, Calvin, Calvin beat me up pretty good. Oh no! And I was like. Once again, like I can't let that happen to me. Yeah. I got to start training, and yeah. uh, I guess that would be the answer to that. Is what kind of skyrocketed. Yeah, that's that what I was looking so for. nowadays, how often do you fight? And I know, like, obviously, we've we've had conversations outside sure. of this setting that um, it's a little difficult right now, you yeah. know. But but in a typical setting, maybe if we go back a couple years pre-COVID, where you know right. things were a little more open, how often would one like yourself find themselves fighting? I'd, ideally you know, three or four times a year. Okay. And you know, that's, that's including, you know, like a good six to eight weeks preparing before every fight. If you're taking it seriously, it, it takes a fight camp. It's a, it's a, it's a road to travel to, to sign up for a fight eight weeks from now and then have to delve into that. Yeah. And I can't imagine just the sheer amount of prep work, mm -hmm. you know, that goes mm -hmm. into each one of those. Sure. That's what I, I'll explain kind of what uh, the process of a fight camp looks like. So starting out, you get your opponent, you kind of figure out, or you, you get a date. You're like, I've got to fight. Yeah. And um, once once that's kind of laid out and you figure out what weight class that you're going to fight in and, and all that, um, it's it's time to start the weight cut process immediately. Oh, wow. Right. So oh, I, man, I walk yeah. around naturally about 175 pounds and I fight at 145. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. So Ooh. that's that's quite a cut. And, <laughs> quite. Uh, yeah, but and that sounds like I'm I'm fighting at 145. I only weighed 145 pounds the day before for about 30 minutes. Yeah. And then I start rehydrating uh -huh. and all that stuff. But anyway, so the the cut is is battle number one mm -hmm. is is figuring out making sure I can make sure. the weight. Um, and then preparation, man. It, I hit two a days, um, four to five times a week. You Dang. know. And, uh, I like to hit a, a good strength and conditioning in the morning, make sure I get my road work in my cardio. Um, as you guys know, I like to swim. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then it's also the, the training in the afternoon, you get yeah. your sparring rounds in, you get your techniques down and then game planning for the yeah. opponent. Yeah. So just looking at, or you like watch videos of your opponent opponents, look for his weaknesses, sure. look for his strength. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Do they always cool. have video available? Not always, <laughs> especially at my level, you know, I'm, I'm not at, at some pro level where there's I'm fighting these guys who've had 10, 15 yeah. fights. Um, so sometimes, sometimes you're just looking through their Facebook and like, what are they training? What's their training oh, look yeah. like? You yeah. know, where do they have holes? Yeah, that's and, pretty cool. 
That's that's so interesting. You know, I I come from uh, a little different background, esports. You know, but you a little know, bit less physical. A little, little less physical. You know, all all the fingertips. Just as violent. <laughs> just as violent, naturally. But yeah, the the detail work of having to go through the process really of preparation is something that that I'm familiar with, and in this case, like to, for you, uh, I really admire. Honestly, like it, there is so much that goes into you, every little bit of you preparing. You know, it. it I always describe it as it's the the minute, the small details mm-hmm. that you put in in advance that really can massively affect the end result. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So we went through the 60 day challenge, right? Mm-hmm. As we started all this and, um, you and I had a conversation about that kind of resembling a fight camp because yeah. we were just cutting weight. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and, um, I can't imagine doing that four times a year. Yeah. <laughs> that it, sounds it, terrible. That does sound terrible. And I, that's one, that's one point that, uh, that I think is interesting for us. So for sake of what we've done and, and what we've covered with our podcast and what we've discussed, uh, we've talked about a variety of different topics and a lot of kind of personal, like what we're going through with workouts yeah. and nutrition and, and what those things look like. What does it look like? And I know you, you kind of keyed in a little bit on the workout side, but what does the workout nutrition plan look like in advance to a fight? For, for myself, um, I, I drop the carbs. I try to keep my protein okay. as high as I, I can. I still yeah. strive for like uh, one gram of protein per pound of body mass. Yeah. Um, and then I up the cardio quite a bit. Once, once I get into fight camp, my weight, I'm pretty good at, at dropping weight just with the diet and the amount of cardio work output mm-hmm. that I'm putting in. Yeah. Um, sure. So and then it, the water cut on top of that, the water cuts the hard oh, part. Yeah. yeah. And as, no. as you two know now, the <laughs> yes. mental battle of that is, is That's the true. hard part. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Joe a little bit. Um, it, the water cut for me wasn't all that bad on the front end, mm-hmm. but the recovery was brutal. Yeah, I did not expect. I didn't expect that, and, and I just didn't. I wasn't ready for it. Try fighting after that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. and I can't imagine ring. stepping into a ring after yeah. feeling the way that I felt. Going, okay, now we're gonna. It's the worst. We're gonna part go. Of sport. Yeah, yeah. It's the worst yeah. part of the sport. I honestly, um, I know there's some larger organizations that are trying to ban weight cut. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because what it is, it's sanctioned cheating, is what it is. <laughs> right. Um, basically. You don't, I don't walk around at 145 pounds, you no. know, so I'm lying. I'm saying, yeah, I'll fight you at 145. Mm-hmm. And then we meet the day before we both make weight. And now we both walk in the cage weighing 160. Yeah. It's like, why did we go through all the process? Yeah, for no yeah, reason. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't we just be it. at 160 and be yeah, done with it? It's yeah. the worst part of the sport. Huh. huh. I wonder where that started. Starts, Do you know? Uh, I would think it starts in, in the weight classes in general, but in yeah. wrestling culture. Ah, uh, okay. Know? And the uh, yeah, whole idea is I to try to that. get... Right. The whole idea is try to get an advantage, a size advantage on your opponent. Mm-hmm. Because if, say, say me and Joe are fighting and we agree to make it this, we, we agree to fight at whatever, 145 pounds, and I'm better at making weight than he is. Right. Right. Maybe I have better coaching and I have better uh, nutrition and all that stuff, where he has to kill himself to get down to that. And I'm slightly better just over experience and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come in a fresher fighter. So, yeah. I, so even if he's a better fighter than I am, but I'm better at weight cutting. I'm going to have an advantage just, you know, performance yeah, wise. Absolutely. I, I thought that okay. was one of the things that was so interesting to me as you and I began to talk and we got to know each other a little bit. I went back and watched the first UFC oh, yeah. event because sure. it's, it's on YouTube, yeah. like everything else. And <laughs> as I watched that, I was intrigued by the fact that there was no weight classes. Uh, there was no. Oh, really? Yeah. There's no size. Di- you know, you just went in wow. with your discipline 
and whatever the outcome was was the outcome. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was interesting because I wish they'd do it like that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to a certain point, sure. I guess. Sure. Um, you know, uh, Hoist Gracie was the was the winner of that, and I think he weighed, he was like I've trained with him actually, but he's six foot I think roughly and probably about 175 pounds. Yeah. And he, I mean, he beat Ken Shamrock, who was a monster. Yeah. You look at those big. guys standing next to each other, like, yeah, this is, this kid's about to get killed. Yeah. This little Brazilian guy's about to just get <laughs> murdered and took his back, choked him out. Dang. You've trained it's with so some pretty, crazy. uh, well-known people. Haven't yeah. you? It's so funny, man. The, uh, the fight world is so much smaller than I think people realize. Oh, really? Once you're into the world and you're going around and, and training, you figure out somebody's, they all got to train somewhere. Yeah. And, you can find them and train with them. You I guess know? that's true. Well, I guess there's, cool. there's only so a cool. handful of people that do that at a, at a very high level. Sure. Unlike yeah. other sports where there's, you know, in the in the world of professional athletics, right. Right. there's less people that do MMA stuff than yeah. there are like yeah. football or basketball. And much of them are kind of like me. They teach <clears throat> classes. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's another little supplement to their yeah. income. So. Yeah. And I would, I would say that within the culture of that community – I would assume at least um, that classes and, and doing those exercise things are big because, oh, yeah. you know, it the consistency, right? Like you fight four times a year, mm-hmm. right? And But you also have to support yourself in preparation for exactly. those things. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll, that's, a, that's a really good point. I wanted to make the parallel of the, the weight loss challenge that we did is obviously non-comparable to a fight camp that he's going through. But you at, during that fine camp fight camp you have a heightened level of discipline. Yeah. And yes. what I, and what we we've been talking about is how how to stay the course during those the off seasons. Right. When you're uh, not in fight camp. When you're camp. not in fight camp. When you're not in a weight loss challenge. How do you approach that? Yeah. Yeah. So as far as so you're saying out of fight camp, how do I kind of stay in shape? Yeah. How do you stay in shape? How do you how do you maintain that that level of motivation and discipline? Well, partly. Partly, it just comes back to um, knowing I'm going to fight again. Oh yeah. And uh, if I sign up for a 145 pound weight class and I'm walking around 200 pounds, yeah, I'm punishing myself <laughs> to try to get down, you know, in that eight week period. Yeah, so, that's true. So okay. you know, for me, I guess it's a little different. Um, motiv- I'm telling you, you sign up to fight somebody six weeks from now, you'll do everything you can to be as best shape as you Absolutely. possibly can because you know that sure. guy. It takes over your life because yeah. you, you're thinking about it. what's he doing. Uh huh. Is he sleeping right now? Or is he yeah. training? What's yeah, he you doing? constantly want to be one up constantly, constantly, yeah. and it's brutal. And I think uh, the physical part of it, the physical preparation is important, but and that mental tax it takes on people, mm-hmm. um, including me. So good. It, yeah. It's it's. I would say the emotional part of it's harder than the physical. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I think like Spartan races and five Ks. Mm-hmm. Uh, are really popular because people are constantly signing up for those so that they have that as motivation. Yeah, you know, the next thing. Dude, yeah, if I have this absolutely. next thing to look forward to, I'm going to continue my progress. You know, flashback to a year ago, and we've talked about the 5K that you've done where you work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like, I think back to the last one that we did here. And uh, not that there was 400 people there, right? Yeah. But... I know in my age class, I'm going to narrow it down to that because there were some people far older than me that whooped me in that race, yeah. absolutely toasted me. But I remember looking at the board and there was one person who was my age that beat me and it clicked with who they were 
and I saw them cross the finish line, did everything I could to catch them and couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I literally, that's why I was mad at you that there wasn't that one I this year. Is because I literally thought to myself, I spent the last year thinking <laughs> it's not happening again. I can see that in you, Dustin. I, <laughs> I can just see that. Yeah. I, I didn't know that you had it in you till we actually started doing some of this. And He's competitive. He is. Yeah, he is. I'm, I'm You've so, got that drive, man. I'm so overly competitive. It's yeah. unreal. But That's exciting. It's okay. So I would challenge you then to uh, compete with yourself more yeah you know some, sometimes you know talking about keeping motivated mm-hmm. sometimes it's not about your opponent it's about you yourself that's it yeah. that's it you know it's like you know people talk about when they're training or they're doing things they it's almost like they go to another place right mm-hmm. like they they mentally just lock in at another place and uh you know you guys have seen me my monday morning treadmill sessions right and and people have heard and been like i don't know how you yeah. run seven miles brutal first thing in the morning and for me, like it, it goes with any time that I'm running. Um, the biggest thing for that helped me was to picture a better version of myself in front of me. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what I'm chasing. And if I slow down, I'm letting them get away. I thought you chased a donut. That's Absolutely not. not. A donut I hate donuts. In front of you. It's a slice of pizza. What are you talking about? <laughs> pizza. Uh, yay. We made nah. a pizza reference. Nah. It's it. But that's seriously awesome, though, man. it's it's a I, I picture a, a version of myself that can and is doing better than I currently am. Yeah. And any time that I slack off or yeah. let things go, it's they're making progress and getting away from me. Mm-hmm. And I can't let that happen. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a cool place to be. For yeah. sure. That's similar to what we do when we're shadow boxing. Yeah. I, t- I teach my students, yeah. fight an evil version of yourself. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Know, I'm fighting evil Tyson over there and he's he's whipping me too. You know, I gotta move my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I'm Mentally, I have the picture. Right, I know yeah. where you're at. We're going to have Dustin signed up for a fight before this I'm is over. I, <laughs> I want all of y'all to come to my gym Sign at, least, me up. at least once. We'll have to make a special Progressive Overload podcast trip, and, and we'll film it and everything, we'll go to the and gym. make a deal yeah. out of it. Hey, oh, my uh, gosh. What's, I love it. what's Joe's weight class? Joe's we're all going to be in the same weight class. We're all within like <laughs> yeah. we're all within like we're 10 so pounds close. of each other. We're That's so close. Funny. I'm just better at cutting. So, <laughs> so uh, I mentioned Spartan races the other day uh, or a while ago. Uh, I listened to a podcast where they interviewed the CEO of Spartan races, and they were basically asking, like, why do you think that this race is such a success? And his answer was because people ha- – we have it so easy physically. Mm-hmm. They're searching for ways to punish themselves. They're they're searching ways yeah. to go through some kind of hardship because sure. we have it so easy. We are bred to go through trials and th- go through physical torture um, so from what sense. our from what our ancestors did mm-hmm. to survive. We don't have to do oh, any yeah, of that. In the easiest time to and be so alive that's right a, that oh, I think there's goodness. a big parallel there to to probably why you choose to beat yourself up every single day, huh? Yeah, that's a, that's probably on the on a. Uh, primitive level a pri- yes good yeah, word yes probably. exactly it's in our dna yeah that, that makes and you know it's it's crazy that makes so much sense like people people ask me about my workouts and everything which to, to be clear it's nothing impressive right um i can't imagine doing what tyson does for sure but people ask me about my workouts and and just like what you know pushes me to go through these like they ask me why i run these races and things and for me, it's because I feel pushed to my limits. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm having to force myself to go beyond the limits that I have set for myself. Yeah. And it's like when I hit that and I'm able to push past, I'm like, it, it's almost euphoric. Oh, yeah. Like for sure. to be able to feel the progress being made, there's just no feeling like it. And, and I almost chase that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And keep chasing that, man. Yeah, it's a good place to be. 
So the title of this episode that we called it is Embrace the Suck with the Kaioken Kid, yeah. Tyson Burwell. And I, I kind of threw some di- a different options of kind of what we wanted to talk about with you. And when I said that, you're like, oh, that's it. That's got to be it. That's got to be it. So why do you think that struck such a chord with you? Man, because everything everything leading up to a fight is embracing the suck. Yeah. It really is. Because yeah. if, you, cause if you don't become friends with that feeling, you know, I talk about the emotional part of it too. Um, if you don't become friends with that fear in your belly, mm-hmm. it'll consume you. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that grind. It's that every day you got to do better and better and try to beat the old you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, because like I said, even the recovery part, you know, you're sitting in an ice bath or you're sitting in a sauna, even the recovery part of fighting sucks. Mm -hmm. So you have to embrace it. Otherwise you can't do it. Yeah. Well, or else you wouldn't go back to it every single day. Sure. Yeah. 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 So for people that are listening that do not fight or like us, you know, at the table that have not done what you, what you do, what would be, uh, uh, something that they could look at and go, yeah, I need to embrace that, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not going to get into the world of competitive fighting or even go to the gym and train and be a punching bag for somebody else. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody that's just listening that goes, there's something in your life that you should try to embrace. What are some of the things that you might say to them? I would first ask them, what do they enjoy? Like, what is it? What is it that you mm-hmm. compete? Good in? answer. What is it that you, uh, yeah, because there's going to, if you cause if you want to get good at it, you're going to have to go through some losses. You're going to have to go through some sucky times. And, you know, I remember when I first started weightlifting, mm. you know, um, back in high school and, uh, it was weak, you know, and you're seeing, uh, you, the great thing about it is, is even though, you, even though it sucks at the beginning and you're, uh, you're weak and everything else, every, like every two weeks, you're seeing your body do something new that it right. couldn't have done a couple weeks ago. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's cool. So yeah, my, I would answer that with that same question. Not only does he have a smooth, buttery voice, he's also wise. Oh, come on now. He's the wise. Have y'all ever tai seen that? Master. There's. I just pulled it up because I've read it before and I love it and I think it, it correlates so well with this. Um, I'll just read it real fast. Marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your hard. Yeah. Obesity sucks. Being fit is hard. Choose your hard. Being in debt sucks. Being financially disciplined sucks. Choose your suck. So that's kind of, yeah, yeah, it's, it's this idea of, of, you know, no matter what, not everything's going to be nice and easy. You know, um, when I think about fighting and what you do in response to Adam's question as well, um, it makes me think about the little things, right? Like the nutrition, aspect of it that is something that isn't just applicable to what you do that uh it's maybe a little more specialized because you have a a different end goal sure but it is something that we all have as a part of our lives whether we pay attention to it or not Mm -hmm. um in the same way with our our workouts and getting in that those cardio times for you you know as you're trying to cut um in the gym lifting for for us that enjoy that as well like those are things that that can be embraced and then that can make progress for you help you to grow um if you if you look at it in context of your life there is unavoidable forward progress that can be made if you embrace those things yeah but you have to be willing to to take it up and run with it yeah right. absolutely so why don't you tell me a little bit about what it feels like when everything in the in the ring are you in a ring or a cage or Both. Yeah. octagon I, I don't know what, what yeah. you- my first um, first fight was in a square cage 
and then all my kickboxing fights have been in in rings in a ring okay so tell me what what it feels like when everything in the ring goes wrong yeah. like when you are <laughs> really having to embrace that moment well, tell me what that's like man um that goes to embracing the suck right there mm-hmm. for sure um really you have to you have to in the gym whenever you're training for something like this and anything especially fighting you you learn to rely on yourself because it's not like a team sport where mm-hmm. you know someone could come bail you out i can't tag no. can't like, tag anybody in it's just you in there right yeah. tagging dustin in he's more competitive than i am <laughs> so so in training if you're training properly with good teammates they're putting you in those positions every week every training session you want to be yeah. in those yeah. hard positions That's where the goal right yeah 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 you know um you're getting ready for a fight you need to be some of my rounds start out after i'm beat up and tired and already sweaty and give out it's like okay situational drills you know so i get it on my back yeah. and calvin mounts me and starts punching me in the face like get out of here Jeez. get out of here or you know he'll take your back and sink in a choke and it's like okay fight your way out of this so yeah. that's it's part of it that's, yeah. it's good to have a i guess you can count them as accountability partners but some sure. that will be tough on you mm. um, but obviously not kill you but they they want to see you succeed oh, so yeah. badly i tell all my training partners you know after I beat them up real good or whatever, you know, it's like, it's all out of love. Yeah. And I mean it, it yeah. is, it's all out of love because yeah. I want, I want you to lose here so that you don't lose when it's, when it really sure. matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's all about that prep work. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have it. I guess I, I could find it somewhere. The mentality to embrace that. And I guess being in athletics, you know, and going through whenever you're tired and you're sick and you've gotten sick and then the coach is like, we're going to run again. And you're like, Yep. You can't just look at him and go, no, I don't think I am. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's one of those ty- type of moments. And so I, I know that I, I have it in me. I just haven't had to exercise that in, mm-hmm. a, in yeah. a long time. Yeah. A good way to practice that is I do this with my clients all the time. After a killer workout, they're wiped out. They think they're done. I'll say, okay, let's plank. And that's uh-huh. a great way to test that <laughs> yeah. mental toughness. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the planks you make me do in my workouts. I know. Gonna I'm find out how long a minute is. Uh-huh. That's very yeah, true. For real, for real. Yeah. But, you know, when I think about these things um, and you being being in the ring in the fight, um, you know, things don't always go exactly the way we've planned or prepared them to. Mm -hmm. And and I'm sure you've hit points where things have gone maybe an unexpected way. Sure. uh, And you've had to fight your way out of a situation you didn't know you'd be in, Mm -hmm. you know, what have you. Have you ever hit one of those moments where it almost seems like the room and everything just like closes in around you and you're, you're overwhelmed in a sense? Yeah. Well, you know, physically, like in a literal sense, yeah. I've been choked to sleep before, you know, it happens and oh, that's exactly man. the feeling. Yeah. You see the little blue dots and then the room goes dark. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Um, luckily I've got good training partners. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. not that big a deal. You just yeah. wake up, everything's fine. But, sure. Sure. But, um, you know, as far as competing goes, uh, not trying to be all braggy or whatever but i haven't had to tap yet which is which is interesting because it's the easiest thing you can do um there's a fighter called his name is chael son and he talks about it but he said in fighting whenever someone's beating you up and you're tired and you're in the third round and you're bloody and everything else the easiest thing you can do is quit Mm -hmm. yeah so finding finding the strength to not do that that's that's quite the battle Yeah. yeah absolutely so where would you say for you you know, you have that spot where you, you dig deep, you mm-hmm. find that strength um, that you need to kind of stay level-headed or calm in that situation mm-hmm. in, in face of something you're, you're where it's just unexpected. 
um, as well as able to kind of move forward and progress, um, you know, hopefully fighting your way through those and overcoming sure. it. Where do you, where do you dig to find that strength? Uh, it goes back to the training part of it. Um, I, I mentioned earlier, I enjoy swimming and, yeah. um, pr- primarily swimming underwater and trying to, you, you got your goggles on, you're seeing the wall and you got that, you got that panic. You need okay. breath. You need breath. I need it's to like, breathe. I, I can't come up until I touch that wall and you just drill yourself and you find out you have way more, um, strength than you yeah. really think you do. Yeah. I mean, art where most people quit is, is only half their potential. Sure. They yeah. have, they have 50% more to give. Yeah. All right. So we just need to get Tyson a shirt that says, just keep swimming. Right. Just, just keep, keep swimming. swimming. That's, That's, it. It. That's it. That's it. Man. So let's, let's okay. uh, kind of make the shift. We're talking about actually fighting, being in the ring. Let's talk about how, the lessons that you have learned in fighting, how it relates to your life. Cause I know I don't want to get personal or, or air your, air your life out, but I know you have, you've, you've been going through some trials right lately. Sure. There's, it's been quite a year for you. Yeah. And so how, how would you say that your, what you've learned in the ring has translated to how you're handling your life now? Well, I got, I got to say it right off the bat. You know, when I was a younger, when I was younger, late teens, fighting saved my life, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. going through depression and, yeah. you know, all kids have it rough, Yeah, you know, especially if their household's not exactly, um, white picket fence, perfect, yeah, you know, um, not super stable. Um, I attribute fighting to, to literally saving my life yeah. and that, that moves on and, and goes into today's battles, right? Like I said earlier, I got, um, just lost a couple relatives. Yeah. Um, house got hit by a tornado. Seems like mm-hmm. kind of right when it rains, it pours. Yeah. And having that escape where suddenly you can go to a place and focus something on something completely different. Mm-hmm. It's that, um, it's that mental break yeah. from, from reality. And, yeah, yeah. uh, I've, I've told people before when they ask, you know, why do you, and why do you fight? Why do you, what makes you want to go? You know? And I, yeah. it comes right back to that. Yeah. Whenever you're sparring somebody or fighting somebody, you don't have time to think about the no, bills. You don't exactly. have time to think about the girlfriend or wife or the dog, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. any, any trouble you got going on, mm-hmm. it disappears mm-hmm. because yeah. if you're, if you're distracted, you get hurt. Yeah. 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 You have to focus. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the, I mean, as we relate it to exercise that you can, you can experience those same, same types of escape from, from a, a session of lifting Certainly. or, you know, you don't have to be in the ring fighting. And so that, that's why I love it. I, I love that. That's what it's become for me. And I've yeah. seen this kind of pro- progression of, this is something that I have to do to this is something that I do as a hobby because I'm enjoying it to, I need this. Yeah. I, I had the fortunate, um, event to start having my dad work out with me oh, and, that's cool. and cool. he's never really started. He's never lifted weights and stuff. And, uh, to be able to kind of pull him into my world with that, mm-hmm. it was super interesting to see him like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. You know, before he's like, why are you wasting your time? Yeah. You know, four times a week going exactly. up to the gym and lifting you know, picking heavy stuff up and putting it back down, uh-huh. that isn't, that's not productive. But uh, now, if we miss a couple workouts, he's calling me. Uh-huh. You know, he's, he's <laughs> like, hey, I need my therapy. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's I love exciting. That. Yeah. That's cool. So, that's so awesome. So, I, you know, that's the other thing. If, if when people, you meet people sometimes and they have this hole in their life where they're, they're missing something, they're missing that challenge you were talking mm-hmm. about. And mm-hmm. man, if I could convince anybody to do anything, it would be, it would be to start lifting or working out, whatever yeah. it is. It could yeah. be biking or running or whatever, fighting yeah. in a cage. There is something do. about physically exerting yourself. It's healthy. It is, in yeah. in more ways than one. Yep. 
All right, so as we typically do at, towards the end of our podcasts, um, I'm going to throw a passage of Scripture at you, all right? Not just at you, but at all of us at the table. Um, if you, if I throw something at Tyson, he might throw something back at me. And it, um, might, it might move a lot harder than It might. <laughs> you know, he uses different verbiage than I use, so throwing is really not the good word. Um, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, starting in verse 24 through 27, and... Um, It says, do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. And then verse 25, I love this. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we as an an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box. There's your fighting word for the day. (laughs) I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching yeah. to others, I myself should be disqualified. So wow. I, lo- I love that passage of scripture when I'm talking about athletics and, and doing physical activity. Yeah. Um, because there is a point to what you do, like you were saying, and your dad finally catches on to that. There's a point to all of this. And, um, you know, it's a lot of it is mm. for the the perishable things that we get from it, but there's also the imperishable, eternal you know, side of it. So yeah, I saw I'd throw that out there just for, um, kicks, not, you know, like you do, but, um, I had to throw it in there. <laughs> so the puns. I know I can't help it. I'm, I'm a dad. And so I have dad puns. Yeah, and absolutely. Like it. You know, it, it makes me that specifically. And I've heard this phrasing, um, time and time again in relation to scripture, uh, this idea of having power, but also having it under control mm-hmm. to, to discipline one's body to where you, you know, you, you may have the strength and know that you have it, but to to dig deep within yourself and, and to make sure that you are in full control of that, um, and, and I think that that is is a concept that is biblical. Um, you know, one of my favorite passages of scripture comes out of First Timothy, uh, chapter four, verse fifteen. Practice these things, stay committed to them, so that your progress may be evident to all. Yeah. It's been a passage that, that I've had as probably my favorite scripture since I was a student. Yeah. But just that that idea of, of what I commit myself to, I'll put into practice, I'll stay committed to it, it'll, it'll be a constant within my life, so that the progress and the change that is overcoming me is evident to those around me. Yeah, yeah. that's a good good thought because it, it all goes back to that idea of discipline, which mm. you have to have tons of to do yeah. what you do. Um, and, and in a lot of different areas of your life. And yeah. so it's that self-control in yeah. all things that, that makes you who you are and what you do and good at what you do. Yeah. yeah and, and I think it like, I think it pairs so well with what we're talking about with this embrace, embrace the suck. Right. Yeah. Because when you look at that concept, it's almost as if you're, you're saying I'm going to embrace the entirety of what life is with this for the purpose of finding out what I'm progressing to, right? Like marching myself towards the end goal, continuing yeah. to run my race and, and knowing that the purpose in what I'm doing with this is found on the other end of whatever it is I'm walking through that sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Tyson, I know you have, uh, some fights going on uh, at your gym that you train at, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You want to give a plug for that? Yeah. So the big one is uh, Coach Eric with Dominion Fighting. He actually just started his own promotion. So the very first event will actually be held at the Bowie Event Center on May 14th. 
and uh, basically my entire fight team's fighting unfortunately i won't be fighting um trying to get my house kind of put back together yeah i'm um, kind of yeah. disappointed because i wanted to fight alongside <laughs> them but uh if you uh if you're interested and want to and want to actually start training hit me up we can we can hook you up with uh yeah. with the gym and buoy or or something else so Dustin's gonna hit you up and he's gonna start training at your gym. Okay, maybe hit him up isn't the right term. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Can't use those words with him. I'm sorry. Yeah, he'll get defensive. He'll be like, yeah. uh, I'm the nicest guy I know. I know. For for all of our, you know, international listeners, because we know we have tons so and tons many. of those. Tens if of you're them. interested in flying Tyson out for a fight, yeah. you might just be yep. on board with it. Exactly. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Get in contact with us. We'll just act as his agents. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tyson, so much for for coming. We'll definitely have you on again. Maybe after your Thailand trip, you yeah, can tell us what to. you learned and, there. Uh, maybe I could bring on some bring some of my fighters in here with yeah, me. Yeah, dude, Absolutely. that would be sure. that'd be awesome. They're not as wild as you might think. They're okay. They won't come tear up the tear up the. <laughs> That's all right. Dustin won't allow it. He's too competitive. <laughs> That's, That's right. It. That's it. It's already happened once. It won't happen again. It won't happen again. <laughs> all right, y'all have a good week, and thanks again for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload Podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.